My name is Heidi, and I love stories. Funny stories, sad stories, and what on earth just happened stories. It turns out the Bible is full of them. And after about two decades in Sunday school and a master's in English, I'm here to tell them to you. Get ready. This is Messy Scripture. The last time we saw Isaac, he was just a little bouncing baby boy who'd just been weaned from his mama. But now Isaac is what the Bible calls a young man. And most of the time in English, when we say young man, we mean someone like 11 or 12 or so. In this case, it means a young adult. Keep that in mind because the rest of the story is very, very different if you picture someone who is going willingly versus someone who's being dragged along by their dad by the ear. In the history of the world, as well as the history of each personal life, there are motifs and moments that seem to come back. Things that happen over and over again. Moments that seem somehow reflective of moments that have happened before. This is one of those moments. When Isaac was a young man, again, think young adult, God came to Abraham yet again and said something totally different from anything he'd ever said before. God called out to Abraham and told him that he needed to go to the land of Moriah and sacrifice his only son Isaac as a burnt offering. This is not a fake sacrifice. This is not a little baby sacrifice. This is not a dedicate your son to the service of something sacrifice. This is a kill him and burn him sacrifice. And he was to do it on one of the mountains God would show him. This was not good news for Abraham because this was his only son. Yes, Ishmael was out somewhere, but they were not, according to the text at least, in contact. So Abraham is being asked to sacrifice the promise, the promise that God had made over and over and over in his life, the miracle child. And Isaac was to go to die in the land of Moriah on a mountain God would show Abraham. In response, Abraham cut the wood for the burnt offering, got Isaac and two of his servants, and they went to the land of Moriah, a particularly hilly region that was really one mountain with lots of little peaks and different levels. When they ascended up one base, a good distance up, he told the servants to wait there with the donkey because he and Isaac would come back down later. In another book, in fact, written several thousand years later, we finally know what Abraham was thinking. He thought that he would kill Isaac and that God would raise Isaac from the dead, something that had never happened before. But it didn't seem beyond God's abilities, and Abraham knew that somehow Isaac was still going to be the father of a great nation. He knew that somehow the promise was going to come true, despite the fact that he was about to kill his son on a mountain. Isaac might not be the brightest bulb in the galaxy, nor the brightest bulb in the patriarchs, because about halfway up the mountain, he asks his father, where's the lamb for the burnt offering? He's carrying the wood. He sees that his father has the fire. They've got everything that they need, but... There's no sacrifice. <laughs> Isaac might be starting to sense that something is off, and Abraham tells him God will provide the lamb. They reach the appropriate peak, the one that God shows them, and they build an altar. If we're being extremely conservative, or if you think about it the other way, liberal about what a young adult is, because that bracket is kind of defined differently throughout history. For example, in Rome, it was around 30 when people were old enough to no longer have to serve in the draft. Abraham and Isaac are at least 120 years old and 20 years old, respectively. Isaac is not going to die unless he is willing to. And Abraham binds Isaac's hands and lays him down on the altar. Isaac must have gone willingly. We don't know exactly what Isaac was thinking either. But we do know that as much trust as Abraham had in God to raise him from the dead, Isaac knew that Abraham must have been doing it for a good reason. He must have known what he was doing. Picture it. Father and son, alone on the mountain. The father looking down at the child who was promised his only son and the son looking up watching his father struggle with the thought that he is about to sacrifice someone he loves isaac struggling with the thought that he is going to die today abraham knowing this promise was not supposed to end this way and that somehow it has to come back around the two of them looking at each other 
trusting each other, and more importantly, trusting that God is going to do something, something that they have not expected. Abraham raises the knife, and a voice yells, Stop! An angel of the Lord appears and tells Abraham that he does not need to sacrifice Isaac because God has seen that there is nothing Abraham is holding back from God anymore. Isaac, the thing that he loves above all else, the delight of his heart, is not off limits if God wants it. And so God does not ask Abraham to sacrifice that, his begotten son, the beloved. Instead, whether God put it there suddenly or their eyes were opened, there's a ram in a thicket caught by its horns. Abraham cuts the ropes around Isaac's wrists, and the two of them bind the ram instead. A substitute, a different sacrifice. Exactly as they promised the servants, Abraham and Isaac descend the mountain together. Abraham returns Isaac to his mother. Abraham returns home with his son. And the knowledge that God himself knows that Abraham loves him above all else. It's unquestionable now. Because Abraham was willing to give up the promise, knowing that God would give it back to him. Generations later, Mount Moriah would reappear in the history of Abraham's children when a king of Israel was told that this is where to build the temple, probably on the very same place that Abraham left the servants and said that Isaac and he would return together. On the very same mountain, every sacrifice made in the nation of Israel would be made where God provided the ram, a substitute sacrifice for Isaac. Even more stunningly, remember how I said that Moriah was really one mountain with multiple peaks? Well, the final peak the one that Abraham would have ascended with Isaac, knowing that he was going to sacrifice his son, would many, many generations after the temple see another beloved son ascend it. And this time, there would be no angel to shout stop. Father would not be able to bear watching, but his son would die. The son would die on the very same mountain that God spared Isaac. And when he did, he would shout, it is finished and all of history would never be the same. But none of that has happened yet. So far, Abraham has discovered the depth of his faith, and between the two of them there is an understanding. The promise that Isaac carries within him, love and the trust that Abraham has in God, and the love that God has for Abraham. This is one of those stories that, despite the messiness of the Bible, the absolutely baffling nature of some of the stories, including this one, human sacrifice? Sparing the human sacrifice via angel? It's one of the stories that makes it clear that God sees the motifs he's writing into the story. And, equally or perhaps more importantly, God's plan, the one that he promised Eve about the serpent and the heel and the head, do you guys remember that one way back in episode one? Evidently, the repeating, ascending, glorious tropes that God is going to put into human history are starting to show up. This one, again, is not going to be repeated for quite some time. It's a special trope. There is, however, another trope that's going to appear next episode when we meet Rebecca. And that one is going to be a welcome reprieve from the human sacrifice of Isaac. Let me just tell you, Rebecca's great. I think you guys are really going to like her. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes or send me a comment. I love to hear from you guys. It's always encouraging. And I hope that this podcast has been enjoyable so far. I'm really enjoying making it. And we are going to continue through until we get to the very end of the book the whole book, not just Genesis. So stick around. There's a lot more stories where that one came from.